0: Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk.
1: Now, this is Breakfast Business with me, Emmett Oliver, standing in this morning for Joe Lineham. And tomorrow, if you're romantic, of course, it's St. Valentine's Day. If you're not romantic, it's just another day, really. But a lot of people already putting the last uh, finishing touches together, getting the cards, the flowers, and the chocolates, and love is in the air. But it's also worth remembering that last year, Around this time, or certainly starting around this time, or certainly hooking into this time, there were seventy-four online romance scams reported to the Irish Guard, they with a total of one point nine million euros taken off the victims. So I'm joined by Neve Davenport, who's the head of financial crime at the Banking Payments Federation of Ireland, to discuss the things to watch out for and how prevalent these scams are. Good morning to you, Neve.
0: Good morning, how are you?
1: Very well indeed. As I said, it starts off and around this time of the year, Valentine's Day. Lots of people are more open to a new relationship or some kind of romance. So that's why we need to talk about this. And what are the warning signs that you would say, the kind of things where people just get a normal contact or they're on an app, etc., where they just need to be a bit nervous about who this person is?
0: Yes, so what we tend to see is that fraudsters, I said, use online dating apps. Um, and dating sites so what they do is they gain trust they build up their relationship so while it will start maybe at this time of year it might be a number of months um, while the scam takes place so they often devote months to the process after that time then what we see is they tend to create an issue where they need money for something so examples of the stories that we've seen is you know that a family member is ill for example or that they want to come visit you but they you know they can't afford the flight so can you send them the money Often what they don't even ask, and this is one of the red flags, they don't actually ask for the money. They'll often just use language or suggest that you know that they, they're in a situation where they don't have the funds. And because two, three, four months have been you know put into this process, you believe you're in a relationship with this person and you're willing to transfer the money yourself. So you actually suggest handing over the money to them. So that's one of the first things that we notice.
1: Yeah, and obviously the, this Tinder swindler, which is out on Netflix at the moment, has, has brought this into the popular imagination. I suppose people are, there's different apps, like if they're just stay on the recognised apps, the ones that everyone knows, are they safer or are you kind of really could become a victim anywhere?
0: Well, that's kind of one of the red flags that we say is, you know, if they move from the dating app to the text messages directly pretty quickly, that can be a red flag. Not in its own right, but that's one of the things So stay in the app for as long as possible and try to get to know the person if as well, maybe that they don't want to do um, video calls, for example, that it's always text messages and never actually a video call, that's another red flag, um, often with lots of different excuses as to why they can't. Um, another thing as well to look out for, whether it's in the app or whether it's in text messages, is the is conversation focuses on you. So if all the questions are about you and they have all the information about you, but you actually have very little personal knowledge about the other person as well, that's also another red flag to watch out for. Um, one of the kind of key things I always say as well is if you can actually get the image that, you know, the, of the profile that you're talking to, and Google images, Because often you might see it across a number of profiles or you might see it on different sites and it might not be related to that person at all. So if you can Google image, that's a really good um, piece of advice.
1: Yeah, and also try to, to meet the person in person obviously helps yeah. as well. In terms of the role of yourselves as as, as a interest, interest industry body, the role of the banks here, you, you might be the last line of defence now. In some ways, this is a personal issue where people, it's about personal risk. But can you guys help to stop payments if there's unusual transactions, large, lumpy, out-of-the-pattern transactions? Is, is there some way the bank might actually help the victims here by, yeah. by stepping in, in in some sense?
0: there's lots of controls banks have for all types of payments so if you're making a transfer um, different banks will have different processes but alerts can be created but what we find is that even when a bank um, either a staff member either calls or if it's in branch will, will highlight the issue and say we're not really sure this payment is, is something that you should be doing the customer tends to want to continue to make the payment anyway because like you said we're the last line of defence. The fraud has kind of happened long before the payment is even made because of the process, because so much time and effort has been put in by the fraudster. That person believes that they want to make this payment, that they're in this relationship and they want to proceed with that payment. So unfortunately, the bank has to process it. So really, if you do get any, you know, kind of warning advice from your bank, whether it's by phone call or in branch, really take it on board and and kind of think twice about it.
1: In terms of those payments, which are the riskiest? Like, well, this is probably more beyond just the issue or the issue of romance fraud. What are the kind of payments that the bank will flag or that will throw up on their own risk framework? And to say, is it ones to overseas uh, accounts? Is it just the size and scale of the payment? Is just the the pattern? Well, what are the things that you're Obviously, you don't want to say too much here, but if you just give us <laughs> a general idea, of what we what kind of payments get
0: flagged? <laughs> The, the kind of things that you mentioned there are, are different things that will flag. It has to be unusual for your account as well. Like some some accounts would operate differently, where they'd have lots of, of of foreign payments, for example. using that one as an example, but if it's something unusual, well, there has to be a combination of things that will that 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 will flag it up. Um, without giving out away too much detail and letting the fraudsters know what we're doing, they're very good at figuring out the controls and circumventing them.
1: Yeah, and as you say, if somebody wants to make the payment, it's their account. They have full agency over the account. You you can't really stop them. And I don't think you want to get into personal relationship (laughs) management here as banks. You've got enough (laughs) problems to do as it is. I mean, these figures, we we laugh to some degree, but I mean, the figures here of 1.9 million euros taken, 74 online romance scams. And of course, they're only the ones we know about. I'm sure a lot of people just don't talk about it afterwards. And is not that one of the problems, the sort of stigmatizing of these things. There's always that I feeling think, that everyone else is going to say, well, what did you do? How did you let that happen? Weren't you silly? Et cetera.
0: I think particularly with romance scams, and like I said, we are kind of, you know, are laughing there about it, but it's, it's a, it is actually a very serious issue. And because of the nature of the types of scams, at the end of the day, from a bank's point of view, it's a payment. Um, and we have many various payments going through, but the reason for the payment um, is really serious and it's a very emotive one uh, scam as well because like I said these fraudsters these fraudsters are professionals they know what they're doing like I said they put a number of months into this this is not a quick scam that you get a text message out of the blue and and they're trying to get some money out of you this goes on for a number of months and the payments can be small initially or they can go straight for the larger payments but it's it's building up your trust you know you feel very hurt by it you have to remember this person believes they are talking to the to, to a boyfriend or girlfriend that they have built this up but so it's a very emotional and so people are afraid to kind of then say sure. can I know, just, that um, the
1: victim to Can us. I just move into more sensitive territory, which is mm. do we have any idea of who the typical, if such a thing exists, person is who's duped is? Are they old, young, male, female, rural, urban? Like who are these people or is there any sort of general picture of who the victims tend to be?
0: Do you know what? There used to be probably more general pictures, but since COVID and since online dating is so popular, really, it's any age group, any any anybody can anybody can fall victim to it. It's it's no particular age group anymore. Um, it's uh, tends to be people obviously that maybe are. Bit shy maybe socially not out as much and prefer to go online. It can also be people who just, it's not always romance as well. It's sometimes it's also friendship and just looking for company online. Um, so there's various ways of it. So we call it romance scams, but it really is kind of relationship and company and um, looking for a friendship as well. So it's, it's both. And just since COVID, we never went back to probably in person dating as much. So a lot of it tends to be online.
1: Yeah, and the figures again, uh, on average, 18,000 euros taken. One case saw 50,000 taken. And in 2021, which again mentions your COVID point, there were 87 cases reported, and one woman lost 100,000 euros. So these are not trifling amounts. They're absolutely staggering for anyone's personal finances. So be warned, and thanks for playing a part in getting that warning out there. That is Neve Davenport, who is the head of financial crime at the Banking and Payments Federation of. Breakfast business
0: with Enterprise Ireland.
1: On News Talk.